All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. And this evening, joining me uh, for the first time ever, we're going to have, uh, I'm not going to call it a three-way, right? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, no not. you're not. No, I'm not. In, in, in the red corner, we have Coach Nick. Coach Nick Anderson, thank you so much for being here. Right? Always a pleasure seeing you and looking forward to hearing some of your input on the subjects. Always great to be here. Right? Excellent. And over here in the gray, right, trunks. We have Brian. Podcast Brian is joining us here tonight. Brian, thanks for show, so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. All right. I think I said joined us too many times. Anyway, uh, very, very glad to bring this one to you folks. Uh, looking very much forward to uh, tonight's conversation. We're going to make it about a half hour long. So those of you that are on your way into work, try and time it that way so that you arrive uh, just as we're ending, uh, hopefully. Uh, we've had a couple of things going on in the news uh, that I definitely want to talk to Brian about. I'm curious to know, uh, Coach Nick, what you have to say on the subject as well. The uh, liberal defeat in Quebec, right? Uh, very, very exciting to hear uh, that the liberals have been defeated in, in their hometown of Quebec. You know, like to see them lose that that what is typically a uh, you know a liberal stronghold. Uh, you know, Quebec, you know, after Ontario, uh, New Brunswick going down as well. Brian, your take on things politically. What what's what's going on out there? Well, uh, Quebec. Well, I, I, they've always been more liberal than the rest of us, but in a lot of things, they're far more conservative. They're f- it's if you want to talk about uh, conser- a conservative trait being to preserve culture, the Quebec uh, the Quebecois have been extremely. Uh, focused on that for a century and a half. So um, whoever, you know, was recently thrown, the Liberals being thrown out, clearly were a threat to uh, Quebec culture and Quebec Quebecois people had had enough. So they were gone. Um, Quebecois don't tend to worry about fiscal issues as much as we do in Ontario and the West because Ontario and the West are constantly paying for those issues so um you know and uh, like listen if if we could have another group of people paying for all our stuff we would do it too yeah so i am not i'm not criticizing them for that it it is what it is and that's the way confederation laid things out um but uh, the the people that got in are 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 promising to look after quebecers best and uh, that's what those people in Quebec voted for. Clearly, the federal liberals have been letting them down, uh, mostly because I don't even know what this federal government is doing. It's absolutely <laughs> a hilarious disaster. Um, you know, I, I actually... The, someone in the Toronto Star, I think it was uh, Went, uh, uh, went off on this big tangent about how, you know... Christian Freeland should be considered uh, a potential next prime minister for her wonderful job on the negotiations with the Americans on the uh, USMC, uh, USMCS, I think it's called. And it's like, guys, we this is the worst deal we could have gotten. <laughs> and the reason we got it is because she insulted the president of the United States six or seven months ago by having a big mouth and no discipline. And she pissed him off. And then Trudeau, you know, uh, compounded that by by cracking wise in the media and acting like a big tough guy the minute uh, the president's back was turned. And he, and he took a real interest in screwing us over. Yeah. And, I, you know, it, it's petty and it's small. And as a Canadian, I'm, I'm offended by it. But, 
you know, as a human being, I understand it. And, and to be mocked and, 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 you know, and, and to be disrespected by this group of ridiculous university dropout pot smoking <laughs> morons. Yep. Like, I mean, God, this is the dumbest government ever. <laughs> ever. Listen, listen, there have been many wonderful liberal governments. I mean, you don't you don't have to agree with me, but but Jean Chrétien was 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 mm-hmm. just head and shoulders above these morons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul Martin was so far ahead of these people in intellect and in ability and in, in performance that it doesn't even bear bear discussing. Stephen Harper, of course, I, I was a Harper fan. You may not like him. You may love him. Uh, but, but there's no comparison to the quality of the job as a caretaker government that, the, that Harper did compared to these people. The stuff we're losing at a time when we're not at war, when there's no recession, uh, is unparalleled in Canadian history. And I, I was on Global News today reading, reading one of the... Uh, one of the comment sections, and it just broke my heart to realize that so many Canadians are still so stupid, and they're so misinformed, and and incredibly proud of the fact that they know absolutely nothing about anything. It it, it was really discouraging. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think you know, hearing hearing your comments. I, I... I think there's a team of monkeys at the Metropolitan Toronto Zoo that might have their act together more than this government. <laughs> I, I, I haven't ever seen anything like it. Uh, they don't inspire confidence. There's nothing about the Liberal government that makes me uh, you know, have any faith in their ability to cut any kind of deal. I truthfully don't know anything about the NAFTA deal. I don't want to know, because you know what? I, I know it's going to be bad. I know oh, that he... Well, he uh, we, we got exactly what we had before, except we've lost dairy... And the steel and steel, and steel is yeah. still. Oh, you only. We're still paying. The the tariffs are still on. Oh, wait, 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 so, yeah. so 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 only so only dairy and steel, just just only dairy and steel. Only dairy. And only steel. dairy and steel. Dairy and steel. Well, uh, yeah, and and like I, I listened to CTV News explaining that uh, indigenous rights and and. Um, gender issues were woven into the context of the, and I'm like, what does that oh, have like, to do with 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 trade? Right. Right. And and the idea that something's woven into the text says to me that a lawyer can disregard so, it. So we just got we get to use the, the neat little kitschy phrases now woven into to try yes. to appease Ooh. splinter groups? You know what else is in it? Buffalo. The Americans <laughs> the, the, the Americans now have a veto on any trade agreements we make with any third party uh, uh, entities. So for instance if Canada tries to make a free trade agreement with China or Asia or, or uh, you know, um, Europe or anyone else, and the Americans don't like what's in it, they can veto it and we're not allowed to do it or we'll be thrown out of the agreement. Oh, and, and, shit, and, we and, came out oh, on top. That's oh, 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 yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, you know what? Clearly, clearly the Americans stopped by the Shoppers Drug Mart and picked themselves up to a clearly big jar of Vaseline before they arrived. Took the, the words out of my mouth. There's no room involved in that transaction <laughs> as well. There is, but it's a big bag of uh, crushed glass. Gra- <laughs> it's a big bag of something. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Congratulations to our leadership for completely screwing up the NAFTA deal. I, you know what? I don't even need to know the fine details to know that they messed well, it up. Well, but hey, we got the... Uh, we got the the dispute process still a green in there, so it's fair. It's a fair process for everybody. You know, we got that. To... 
the minute you gotta be kidding me. the minute the minute that I heard that they made this deal in record time, <laughs> yes, I have seen the cartoons of steamrollers flattening our Justin Trudeau holding up NAFTA deal oh. contracts. I, like the idea that it would be signed in record time, we'd be part of it. Uh, told me that somebody got their knee pads on, and definitely, <laughs> well, and definitely did a number. Not only that, but the, then then CTV and the CBC were crowing that the the Canadian dollar had uh, had had surged forward. What, for surged, two, what, surged for two hours? It was it was it went up a penny and a quarter. <laughs> for and, for, and for forty five minutes. So like 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 you know. It's embarrassing how tied in our media is to this whole thing. And and it's just, it's part and parcel of the same nonsense that we're going through. There are larger forces at work that, that, that you know, that keep the masses misinformed and, and ignorant. And, you know, I, I'm just looking at the country we're going to have uh, by the time the next election happens. Uh, addled with, with legal marijuana... Yeah, uh, which mis- is ju- which is just another revenue stream. Let's be honest. Mi- misinformed by by b- pathetic media, uh, so stupid, doped up, and disarmed, and and you know as I said, uh, you know I don't think that George Orwell <laughs> and Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, could have could have foreseen anything more. Uh, obvious than this. I mean, this this is this is this is not 1984 or Brave New World. It's 1984 and Brave New yeah, World. Wow. And yeah. you know, it, it's it's a joke. Um, See, I, I I fell I fell asleep during English class, and and you know even I Listen, know you went and, to and, cathedral. They didn't teach English at cathedral. <laughs> it was it was taught as a second language at cathedral at the time. <laughs> And, you know, and, and, I, I, and I was I was wow. one up on most of the students there, so I, I I'm quite proud of that fact. But I but I do know I do know a little bit about you know 1984, and, and I and I can tell you that the idea that government is pressing its way into our lives more and more every day that the liberals are very fond of overcomplicating things to the point where nobody can understand it. I mean, like, look at the rules that we live under today. I mean, as, as gun owners. Like, I mean, I do always want to return to the topic of, of firearms. I mean, that's that's really why we're here. Although, I, I can't help but bring in some of the other things that are going on as well. I mean, the, the interweaving of, you know, taxing small businesses to the point where they're not flourishing in this country, uh, where you're, you know, infringing on people's rights to, you know, freedom of speech, uh, where, you know, you're telling people what they should be thinking and doing to the point where I, I think the government is really starting to overstep. It's not starting. They're, they're, well, they're really making an honest effort to tell us what to think nowadays. And where you're lying to the public. You're covering up, like, you know, you invite large numbers of unvetted, hostile, cultural uh, uh, people in. And again, I'm not against immigration at all, and I don't care who they are. I don't care where they come from. There's a process they go through. Do it the right way. A properly vetted process, acceptable numbers to allow for integration. But to bring in large numbers of unvetted, hostile, uh, uh, military-aged, economic migrants to come in here, and then to make sure that the media does not report that the statistics involving <laughs> violence and assault and murder and rape and yep. guns and all this is 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 exploding to lie to the Canadian people. You know, at some point there's going to be an accounting for this. I don't know if it'll be in our in our lifetimes, but at some point somebody's going to pay for this. 
I really hope I'm around to see it because mm. you know I'd like to see some of these these uh, uh, these reporters walk to the gallows because they got it coming. Because you know, in my in my mind, to 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 improperly inform people, to lie to them, to feed propaganda to them, you're no better than than Goebbels. Yeah. You're no better than. Yeah, but you any... know what? Let's not call them reporters then. They're not reporters. No, they're not. Because reporters actually vet their sources. Uh, you, you, they don't just go on a whim and, and kind of go with the the the, the pop, pop culture or what they're told to do. Vet your sources. Yeah. Oh, well, Billy Blair doesn't, so why should the reporters? I mean, well, he's here's the former chief of police, still reporting, oh, right? Yeah. The, the right. 50, 50 percent of yeah. all all crime guns are domestically sourced, <laughs> a, a statistic and a number that's been proven to be terribly untrue, not even close, you know, like to, to have it be somewhere closer to 9% and to have of that percentage, you know, a number of those, uh, you know, firearms, and I'm you know, going to put my fingers up in the air with the air quotes, they're not even firearms, they're, they're paintball guns, they're pellet guns, they're the airsoft guns, toy guns, yeah. toy guns yeah. you know, those, those are the boxes that are ticked in police reports that indicate that the firearm was used. When you think about it, uh, if you got a number that's closer to you know three percent or some some ridiculously known low number, that that legal gun, guns are not used in these crimes, and to have the former chief of police, a very credible source, you would think, right, reporting that number to the public at town hall meetings, at press conferences. I mean, Mark Saunders made the mistake of doing it. I haven't seen any retraction in the newspaper. They're not going to correct people. No, they don't as, want long to. As, you, as long as you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. Yeah. You know, like there are still people out there who think that, you know, 9-11 was planned, you know, and there are still people out there who think that vaccines are bad. Yeah. And there's still people out there who think all these things. And, you know, I don't have a problem with any anyone questioning I don't have any problem well, you with need any. To. It's healthy. You absolutely need to. I, I don't have an issue with that. What I have a problem with is someone saw something on Facebook on one of these horribly moronic groups like North Ninety Nine or PressProgress.ca or one of these idiotic, you know, these these websites for morons, right? And these people who enthusiastically uh, share this crap and and oh yeah yeah North Ninety Nine said that you know. Uh, 50% of crime guns. Well, you know, it's like, what, what do you do? You're, you're, you're banging your head against a wall uh, because these people, they've decided, you know, yeah. they've decided. And it all, all, it's not telling them anything and it's not teaching them anything. What it's doing is it's offering them validation. Yeah. These people already believe these things because of whatever perversion they've had in their educational lives. And they believe these things already. And, and these little outlets offer them validation it allows them to say see someone else believes the same yeah. thing i i think and uh you know it, it's 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 pathetic yeah well you know certainly we've we've done some things to combat you know uh public attitudes at the canadian gun vote we've uh, done our best to educate the public and to kind of make them aware of you know some of the uh some of the things that are going on you know debunk some of the myths that uh, have thought that have been true for years certainly people are left to believe discreditable sources like the mainstream media like you know movie and cinema uh, you know, it's become abundantly clear to me that it, there was a need for someone to step forward and to give the public, 
you know, the straight bill of goods on what, you know, what gun owners are all about, what firearms are all about, why they're important, why they're historically significant, why people love them. And, and we've tried to do that, uh, you know, but in, in that process, though, you know, we have become and I've always said, you know, we're not lobbyists. I, I, I never wanted that job. Uh, I, I leave that to the people at the CCFR and the CSSA and uh, certainly uh, certainly the more vocal people uh, that are operating in, in Parliament you know, get an opportunity to speak to these issues directly. We're, we're more about education and we're more about, you know, uh, promotion of, of this great activity that we love. And if you're listening to this, chances are you do. Uh, but I'd like to know a little bit more about your thoughts, uh, both you and Coach Nick, what you might think about, you know, the lobby groups. I've always maintained that I think the lobby groups really need to get together. And I know there's a lot of bad blood and I know that there's a lot of things you know, that could be different. I've always believed that if you get everybody under one roof, and I know that this is a, a concept that's been kicked around a number of times and has never been executed correctly, but why can we not get everybody under one roof in agreement moving forward, at least in some some fashion or form? Like, what, what do you think? Egos. Egos. I think it's egos. I, I, I know it's egos, but I mean, you know what, looking past the problem, because I mean, like, we talk... Drop, drop the egos and then... It, Everybody's working towards the same goal. Everybody wants the same thing. Yeah, nobody, you, nobody wants irresponsible firearm ownership or, or uh, no, uh, uh, silly laws that, that don't hold any water. Everybody wants responsible gun ownership and laws that make sense and, and, and maintain the public safety. All right. Well, so, I, 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 so, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So here's, here's my challenge, Rod and Tracy and the CCFR. Uh, let's get it together. Let's get everybody under the same umbrella. You... Uh, Mark here at the Canadian Gun Vault, all the other lobby groups, here it is. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, I, I will <clears throat> say the CCFR has done an amazing job, and yeah. I'm very impressed with what they've done. And I think Tracy uh, and Mr. Giltaka have done uh, terrific work, and they have really done the lion's share of the heavy lifting. Uh, I, I, I like the CSSA. Uh, the NFA had an internal meltdown that uh, really um, washed out its credibility, and I liked the NFA to start with. I, I liked uh, I liked that one of the founders was uh, ex-military, and and um, I would say that any group would always be welcome as long as they have the best wishes for everyone. Uh, no question. At, at heart, so you know, yes, we all need to work together. But I, I'm going to point something out to you. When it came time to, to sign the easiest thing in the world, which was a, a digital online, uh, uh, you know, uh, petition to uh, stop C-71 and, uh, you know, only 80,000 gun owners could be convinced to do it. And there are three million of us or two and a half million of us. Now, because of who we are as a group, we're all over the country. Uh, the East and the West are so far apart in their mindset. Like my family's all East Coasters, and I love the East Coast, and and I, I I'd love I'd love to live there. To be honest with you, it's a great part of the country. But but they're communists. I mean, they're Reds. They're Reds. They're bloody Bolsheviks. If you've ever gone out, I got into a conversation with family, who straight looked me in the eye. And we're so angry with Stephen Harper because when they found oil offshore and they had basically won the lottery, they looked at me straight-eyed, straight-faced and said, well, I don't understand why you people still wouldn't give us our, our, our uh, transfer payments. And I said, okay, so 
you want Ontario, which is being crushed under economic uh, hardship under the Liberals and is struggling with its manufacturing sector and is now a have-not province. You want Ontario to continue paying Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, uh, PEI. You want them to continue paying transfer payments to you guys after you won the lottery. So you won the lottery, but you want your welfare. And, and, and straight-faced, absolutely. Absolutely, we want that. I couldn't believe it. And I, I don't know where that level of Bolshevism comes from. And because this moron, this idiot named Danny Williams, who I wouldn't piss on as friggin' ashes, <laughs> the dick, right? <laughs> Tell did, us what you really did, 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 Didn't like Stephen Harper. Everyone out there has swallowed this guy. They've swallowed his, his poisonous message. And to this date, they're still anti-conservative, despite the fact that, that the Frenchman is, is screwing them sideways. Trudeau is absolutely screwing them into the wall. And by the way, I'm French, so no one can turn around and say that I'm French people. Right? Right? But, but, but Trudeau is screwing the East Coast. They're not going to realize it for another 10 years because the CBC isn't going to tell them. And they don't believe anything that doesn't come from the CBC or from Danny Williams' mouth. <laughs> and that prick has poisoned them sideways. So, you know, it's a real shame because the East Coast is one of the most beautiful parts of the country and the people are warm-hearted and lovely oh, yeah. and hardworking and they're terrific. But they are, they are lefties. To, yeah. a, to a man and woman. They are lefties. They are hardcore that way. And it comes from the fisherman tradition, right? Because you fish and it's feast. And then when the fishing seasons are done, you are trying to figure out where your next payment's coming from yeah. for your mortgage mm -hmm. and for your car payments and stuff. Because you make a ton of money and then you got nothing. And they have to look after each other when you live like that. Yeah. And I get that. I totally get that. But there's a there's a a dislike of conservatism there that has been hammered into them by Danny Williams and the CBC. And and again the CBC is about the only media you get out there. Uh and I mean people don't realize like most of the East Coast is pretty remote. Yeah. It's with the exception far... of Halifax perhaps but 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 if you've been to Halifax, it's mm -hmm. not near anything. You gotta go a long way you to do. get there, yeah. right? I mean, sure, it's only an hour's plane ride from Toronto, but if you want to drive there, it's eighteen hours away, right? It's like yeah. it's like the Thunder Bay of, of right? <laughs> well, again, I mean, Ontario is such a huge province, yeah. right? Yeah. Thunder Bay is like a million miles from anywhere. It's eighteen hours. It's yep. an eighteen-hour drive, yep. and it's still in Ontario. Uh, so, um, you know, they're poisoned. The the the, the West Coast as well. Uh, they've struggled under liberal governments for a long time, but they tend to be a little more hippy-dippy than us. I, I don't begrudge anyone that. I, I, I only ask that people keep fiscal responsibility in mind. And, you know, uh, the West Coast is always, you know, it's like it's marijuana, and, and, and it's very... The, the, the NDP and the, and the liberals have been very popular out there. It's really... It's really the middle of the country that has kept the conservative base alive, right? Well, I'm dying. I'm dying to know what Alberta's going to do because I know yeah. when that elect when that election oh, well. comes up, if if 
Justin Trudeau hasn't been given a wake-up call by now that things are falling apart pretty fast. And, and I know that he's going to take a giant swat at the firearm community for no other reason than to pay back gun owners for voting them out of office. I, I think that they're going to definitely, I agree with you, Brian, that they're definitely going to use it as a wedge issue. Uh, they're going to try and slip a few votes uh, away from uh, from the conservatives and, uh, and the NDP. But you know, Mark, I don't think it's personal. Like, no. and, and that's and that's as firearms owners, we don't understand that, because for us, firearms are very personal and they're very we're very passionate about our sport and our interests. Mm-hmm. So, so we look at it and we go, well, can't we reason with them? Can't we we've got the statistics, we've got the common sense, we've got all this stuff behind us, and we're the property owners. We actually have the stuff in our hands. Right, and that's 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 not what do they say? Possessions nine points of the law. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So so we that's what we have. But this is not about common sense, and th- this is this is political uh, strategy. This is political tactics. But it's and not about what they say. It's it's about either claiming that it's about fighting the gangs and crime. No, it's not. No, it's but clearly look, not. Look at, look at the but language. They're, but they're selling it as that. Right, and the people who don't understand these issues and are not inclined to learn about these issues will believe what they're told on Global, CTV, CBC. And I have to say, as much as I am not the hugest fan of the CBC, like of late, even they've had a hard time not reporting the truth, which is that this is an awful, awful government. And you know, gun control is really an irrelevant issue. It's, 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 you know, it's like, you know, if they really wanted to save lives, the same argument would be, well, we need to ban all opiates and painkillers everywhere under any circumstance to save lives because having them out there is killing people, right? And to make it against the law, then it will stop. Well, that's stop right. abusing that's it, right. of course. Well, why don't they just make gang shootings illegal? Because yeah. that'll stop them, yeah. right? Uh, like, la- 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 last time I checked, they were, and you know what? Certainly, I don't see any. I don't see anything slowing down. Now, the carding issue came up recently on our page. Yes, it did. All right, it did, and I and I noticed, Coach Nick, that you uh, you had a few comments uh, and, and, and and a few things to say about the subject. I think I think one of the interesting things is uh, that a lot of people don't seem to understand what carding is. You know, they have this they have this impression in their, in their minds that police officers will stop you on the street uh, and, and just randomly select you and demand documents like so much. Uh, Gestapo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. You know, and, 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 and I, and I want to speak to this very quickly because, you know, I, I, it's, it's a hot topic and it's definitely one that, you know, I have some some knowledge base of. You know, I, I never really stopped anybody that wasn't doing something that was wrong. Right? Yeah, you know, like I mean, the idea that you would grab someone um, and and just randomly pull them off the street, demand to see their identification, and treat them like a criminal—that's not what happens, right? It's not. And I mean, Brian, you 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 would be familiar with this as well. I, I mean, I always make the analogy speeders. You know, like I never stopped a speeder that wasn't speeding. I, you know, people look at me and say, "Well, you know, I wasn't speeding." Well, I, you know, I'm looking at the you know, laser and I'm going, "Well, no, you point in fact you were." And and you know, well, you must have got the other car. Well, no, the technology is such that I put the laser dot on your license plate and actually I can read it through the scope uh, that sits on top of the device and I'm telling you there was no one else around and and the device is calibrated every shift it is tested to make sure that it works and functions correctly and and calculates your speed uh, you can tell me that you're sorry that you're speeding and hope that I'll let you go but you're not going to tell me that you weren't 
So I, I can tell you that when we stop people as police officers, chances are we're stopping you because you're doing something wrong. Chances are we're stopping you because we already know you and we're quite familiar with your usual practices and you might be a party that's known to the police to carry firearms and to engage in violent activities and illegal Well, they know activities. who the gangbangers are. Yeah, they absolutely. Know. Right. They absolutely. Know. And, and so the argument is always, you know, like, you know, let's, let's, Let's not give the police too much power, which I totally appreciate. Now, yeah, now yeah. having I left the organization, check and balance. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. And, and, and as a former police officer, I can tell you that I always believe that that there should never be too much power handed to police officers. So I get a chance to see it from both sides now, and I can tell you that we need to give back to police the tools that they need to properly do their jobs to keep our city safe. The politicians were warned that the elimination of carding was going to result. In, in an increase in violence, that there were going to be people carrying firearms that were going to, unchallenged, be roaming the streets, and that it was only a matter of time before the violence would erupt. And sure enough, it did. Right? So now what? what what's the fall to? Right? Let's blame the guns. Let's, well, and, and I mean, and, and they're lightening the punishments. Yes. Like, they're <laughs> lightening the punishments. There's been a huge transformation of our correctional system, at least in Ontario, that is absolutely horrifying to behold. It's it's the worst thing you've ever seen, mm. and it's a, it's a love fest for criminals. So you know, uh, I'm sure most people don't know this because it's not in the news. But there's been a, a big big uh, transformation in the last year, and it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, but beyond that, the idea that C75 is going to come in and they're going to lessen the punishments for the criminal use of guns, for rape, for terrorism, and for all these things. They're going to loosen those punishments up, but they're going to, they're going to hammer the law-abiding gun owners. Uh, and to me, that says we have one option. And then this is not, this is not a, uh, a discussion we should be having with liberals. This is a discussion we should be having with conservatives after they form the next government. So all hands on deck and all resources need to go towards electing conservatives. And now I've heard the Maxim Bernier people and I've heard the libertarians and I've heard all these other people and God bless them, don't have an issue with them at all. However, you are not electable. You are not going to take seats away from the liberals. All you are going to do is ensure that certain seats that conservatives could win are now going to go liberal because mm -hmm. you're going to draw off yeah. the 5% of the votes that we need to take those seats yeah. away from the liberals. So you need to vote strategically. It was done in the last election and it cost the conservatives a lot of seats to the liberals. Mm -hmm. So you need to do the right thing and you need to vote the conservatives in. Once the conservatives in, are in, we can have this conversation with them. And you know what? As responsible gun owners, maybe we can propose a series of gun law uh, changes that we can live with that will enhance the security and safety of the general public. And there are some changes we could make that would give us a lot more freedom and yet would also provide a lot more safety and security for the general public. Well, we all know what they are. Like, we're gonna, we shoot all the time. We know what would work and would make things safer. Yeah. And what doesn't. Well, that, that, you know, you're absolutely right. Go ahead, go ahead Coach. No, I was going to say, so why don't they, why don't they ask us as opposed to forming that very lopsided council which names escapes me where there's okay there's gun owners on it but are they actual everyday gun owners or do they have a vested interest in 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 um supporting the the proposed legislation well the the the, the gun committee that harper had 
after Martin left, uh, Harper came in and they changed the constitution of the gun committee. And it was a very, very friendly, gun-friendly uh, uh, committee. And, and I'll, I'll point something out to you. As big a fan as I am of Stephen Harper, the, the gun committee recommended getting rid of the prohibited class of firearms because it didn't serve any purpose. There was no, there was no need for the prohibition. I mean, if the guns were here, why not let people buy them and sell them and use them and so on? And Harper said, no, absolutely not. We're not going to re-legalize prohibited guns. And I understand why he made that decision as much as I don't like it. Um, it's absolutely true that there's, there's no reason for a lot of these guns to be prohibited. But at some point, somewhere down the road, one is going to be used in a horrific incident. And that's, if, if the conservatives go and make AK-47s legal for transfer, right? Even if they say, well, you can't bring any more in the country, but we're going to make the, you can get a prohibited license, mm -hmm. right? And one gets stolen or some guy goes wackadoodle, right? The first time one of those is used in a shooting, that'll be the end of that party. First of all, there'll be litigation. That party will be sued into the floor. And second of all, it'll, it, it will wreck the, the, the whole gun argument in this country. And it'll be like, look, we, we made AK-47s legal and someone shot a school up with one. And, and Stephen Harper is not an idiot. He was a very, very smart politician. And he knew that there was no upside to them doing that. He wasn't going to lose our votes, right? And, and the reality is, guys, as responsible gun owners, we got to realize, too, that we're not going to get everything we want. You know, there is going to be a line drawn, and we have to accept it, and 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 that's what it is. I mean, we can we can argue about whether our magazines are going to hold five shots or whether the Thompson submachine gun is going to stay prohibited. We can argue these things back and forth, and we may get a little bit of give and take on one of those things. But the PAL is here to stay. The ATT is here to stay. The prohibition on on restricted firearms in out out in the general usage is at least right now is off the table unless we come up with a proposal that makes more sense. And that is one I think we could get some movement on. There's, hey, no, there's, there's, no, there's no harm in asking for it. If we don't get it, you don't get it. No, you propose something that will work, and they at least have the reason to move on it. Uh, I'll give you a case in point. There's no reason why you shouldn't be allowed to hunt with an AR-15. If, if, if the AR-15 has a five-round magazine, then it's the same as any other hunting rifle. So you change the whole idea of the restricted class. You change the usage terms, but still registered, right? Still have to have an ATT to transport it. it you just change where you can take that. Mm -hmm. Can you take it out to a hunting area to hunt with if you have a, 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 a duly authorized hunting license? Yes, you can. And now that rifle is authorized for that use. Well, what did we get? We got something we wanted, but we didn't change the safety for the public, yep. right? There's still oversight. They're still looking at who is getting a hold of these things. They still have to secure them the same way, transport them the same way. So there's lots of options here we can move on. But the reality is we're not going to have that conversation with liberals. It's not going to happen. So us, us banging our heads against the wall and getting all frustrated that, well, the liberals won't listen to us and they're getting all the stats wrong. They don't care. They've already made their minds up. <laughs> they didn't get the stats wrong. Their, their, their stats support their agenda. Well, they're lying. They're I'm, lying. No, no, no. I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying it, from their perspective, their stats aren't wrong because it supports what they right. need to do what they want to do. Yeah. 
Well, certainly there's a lot of room for change. And, uh, you know, I, I agree I agree with both of you and on so many points. It's really been great having you here. I think that, Brian, uh, the idea that, you know, changes and amendments can be made to the uh, current Firearm Act that, you know, would satisfy gun owners and the public's need for safety. That's all possible, and you're absolutely right. It's not the discussion that we're going to have with the Liberal Party. It's uh, certainly not not going to be a meaningful discussion. That's really the only place we're going to see some real change is if we have meaningful, uh, you know, meaningful dialogue, you know, uh, between the government and, you know, the police, uh, you know, and the firearm community and those working hard to join it. Well, you know, Mark. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark well, I knew coaching would like that one. But, but Mark, here, here's the thing. People have said, well, I want to write my member of parliament. Now, you know, I want to write him about C-71. Yeah. Okay, so here's what you write your member of parliament. If you're a member of parliament as a liberal, this is what you write up. I voted for you in the last election. I will not be voting for you in the next election. I have pledged my fiscal support and my volunteer support to the Conservative Party to do everything I can make make possible to ensure that you do not win in the next election. Uh, I will be working hard for the Conservative Party to ensure that my rights as a law-abiding gun owner are respected because I feel that this is a topic of extreme importance to me. Therefore, I and everyone I know, I will be putting every effort forward to ensure that all those people change their votes from liberal to conservative, and I want you to know that. And I want you to take that back to your party. And that, across the country, is the only thing that the liberals will be afraid of, because they are not afraid of our stats. They are not afraid of our uh, uh, agenda with the CCFR and the CS, uh, you know, CSSA and, and the NFA. They don't care what those people say. They're just, you know... They're just uh, paid shills for the gun lobby. That, they don't care about that. What they care about is people that voted liberal are changing their votes to conservative and they're spending their money to support the conservatives. That's the only thing they will recognize and that's our path to victory. Absolutely. And you know what? The winds of change are upon us, folks. Uh, Quebec has fallen. New Brunswick has fallen. <laughs> Ontario has fallen. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I can hear the crowd roaring. I even put I even put the Conan the Barbarian up on the Instagram <laughs> <Sorry>. page. <laughs> Crushing our enemies. All right, I love the idea of there being absolutely nothing left of the Liberal Party by the time that we're done. Anyway, Coach Nick Bryan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe.